Welcome to 1-800-GODS-LOVE. I'm your host, Lamika Odom. Thanks for joining me. Okay, before I start this podcast, let me just say that I do not own the rights to this music that's playing in my background. Again, I do not own the rights of this music that's playing in my background. Father God, I thank you for the opportunity to be in your presence. Father God, I come with a humble heart. God, I thank you for keeping me covered. I thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus Christ. Father God, I thank you for your hedge of protection. Father God, I thank you for every listener, Lord. I thank you for every loyal listener, Lord, everyone that takes the time to listen to what you have given me to be able to share with your children, God. I pray that this does not fall on deaf ears, but Lord, I pray, Lord, that they just have an understanding of my walk with you. They have an understanding of who you are in my life and how we move and operate together. I pray, Lord, that this will encourage, uh, I pray, Lord, that this will encourage your children. I pray, Lord, that they will be mindful that they too were created for purpose. Everything that you created in the earth, God, it was on purpose for purpose. I pray, Lord, that they will draw near to you. I pray, Lord, that the spirit of God in me will increase while the flesh in me will decrease. I pray, Lord, that you will get the glory. I pray, Lord, that the kingdom of God will get the glory. This is not about me. This is not about flesh. It's not about man, God. It's all about you. So, Lord, I just ask that you would have your way. Have your way. I know I have an outline, but, Lord, have your way. However you choose to move in this time and in this space, you're free to move however you choose to move. Lord, I love you and I thank you. All these things I ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen. So the podcast episode's title is A Life of Surrender. And this came about, um, I go through comments on TikTok. I reply and I, I read. My TikTok family is just so, so, so supportive. I am grateful. Um, I read a lot of the comments and I just wanted to share what a life of surrender looks like for me. And I'm saying that because, um, I've had people post and say, um, I admire your faith. I hope to have the faith that you have one day. Um, just a whole bunch of compliments. So that's where this podcast title came from. And I'm going to start out by saying it's not about me. Living a life of surrender is not about me. And when I think about that, when I say it's not about me, I think back to when I found out I was pregnant. As I sat in the car in the health department parking lot, I was 16. I said to myself, it is no longer about you. You don't come first. Every decision you make moving forward not only affects you, but also this baby. I said those words before even knowing the gender of the baby. I believe I was six weeks pregnant when I found out. But I knew before I went to the health department to get, to get the test, I already knew I was pregnant. Um, honestly, I knew when it happened, like I know what sexual position I was in when I got pregnant with both of my sons. I know what sexual position I was in crazy, but I knew, but I went to get tested basically for confirmation. Like I needed to see it on paper. So living a life of surrender is not about me. It's about God. I know he created me on purpose for purpose. And as I said, while I was praying to God, there's nothing God creates that's 
that does not have purpose. I don't care what anybody tell you. I don't care if somebody told you you was a mistake. There's nothing. God creates things on purpose for a purpose. So for me, I know that. I have a mandate out here on earth. I know this is not my permanent home. I know that this is just a temporary home and I'm just passing. It's like I'm a foreign. We are foreigners. We're just passing by. It's not our temporary home, but there's things God expect me to do. He expect me to get done while I am here on earth. He created me for purpose. I know I have a gift of encouragement. I have a serving spirit. I can do hair counseling, coaching. I have a gift of prophecy. And these are just things that I am aware of at this current moment. I also know that the more I use my gift, the stronger they get, which I wasn't always aware of that. I wasn't always aware I had the gift of prophecy. I wasn't always aware that I had the gift of counsel. The Bible tells us that our gifts make room for us. And I truly believe that I'm living it. I mean, I am currently living it to know that your gifts do make room for you. Now let's go back to the serving spirit. So this is something I wasn't even aware I had, but let me, let me just go back to when I first heard this. So I was at a ladies luncheon, luncheon, at the church I was baptized in as an adult. A lady walked up to me. This was during a time like we were eating. A lady walked up to me and told me, you have a serving spirit. And automatically I thought, I don't serve people. Like I ain't no waitress. That's what came to my mind. And afterwards I said, I don't, I don't have a serving spirit in my head thinking like, I'm not going to be serving nobody. Like I'm not going to, you ain't, I'm not going to be out here serving nobody. That was my mindset. Cause like I said, I thought about a server in a restaurant thinking to myself, nah, I won't be serving nobody. Well, look what I am doing in this present moment. And I've been doing it since as far back as I can remember, even before I was even aware that I was serving. I have been serving God's people. So even though I didn't understand what she meant back then because I was thinking about a waitress and not saying that there's anything wrong with a waitress serving somebody in a restaurant because it's not. But that's where my mindset went. It was a negative mindset and that's where my mindset went. And I was like, right, you ain't going to find me serving nobody. But here I am today serving God's people on social media, out in the world. And I do it so free, like it doesn't bother me to do it. It's not something that I hate. Do like I do it with compassion. I do it with love. So living a life of surrender, again, it's not about me. It's not about me. When I think about my prayer life, my routine is the same when I get up in the morning. When I get up in the morning, I thank God. I have breath in my lungs. I start speaking and decreeing Bible verses over my life. 
I read the word of the day on my Bible app. If I'm, if I'm doing a um, Bible devotional, I'll go ahead and do that. Get my atmosphere right. Play my worship music. I go into prayer, spending time with God. I go into prayer. And then I expect to hear from God. I also journal. Sometimes I journal at night before bed. Sometimes I journal in the morning. Sometimes I journal throughout the day. I also write down visions and dreams. If I have a dream, I write it down. Especially if I know it's from God, I write it down. If it's from the enemy, I bind it. The Bible tells us whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. So if it's from the enemy, I definitely bind it. But I write down visions and dreams. Dreams that come from the Lord. Because I want to have a date on it. So whenever it takes place in, re in, in the natural, in reality, I can go back to that and see when God gave it to me. Something I haven't always done because then I didn't realize that, that was, that's what was going on. And then I talk to God throughout the day, whether I'm in my car, whether I'm in the gym, whether I'm in the grocery store, I talk to God throughout the entire day. I also acknowledge God. The Bible says acknowledge God in all your ways and he will direct your path. All your ways, not some, but all. So I acknowledge God. And as my friend said a couple of weeks ago, she was like, I, I want to get to a space where I'm acknowledging God even in the little things. And I acknowledge God even in the little things. In the grocery store, I'm acknowledging God about, I eat black beans. It's a source of protein, so I eat black beans. I realize that it's cheaper to buy the bag dry black beans versus buying the can. Now, before, before when I would purchase, um, purchase things, I wasn't doing it. But you know why I started doing that? Because I started acknowledging God when I got ready to go in the grocery store. And the Holy Spirit said it's wiser to buy the bag because you're getting more beans in the bag. You're getting more beans in the bag for a cheaper price than what you're getting for two cans of black beans. So now I buy dried black beans. Now, of course, it takes a little bit more time because with the dried black beans, I got to wash them, then I got to soak them, and then I got to cook them. With the beans that's in the can, you just open up the can, pour them in the pot, and let them boil for a certain amount of time, season them, and they done. But that's okay because I'm saving money by buying the ones in the bag, and I don't have no problem doing that. So when I say I acknowledge God in all my ways, I acknowledge God in all my ways. Living a life of surrender also means not doing what you want to do. It's living and doing God's will versus your will. And I'm not talking about, I'm talking about something as simple as last year, my cousin's birthday party. I wanted to go and God told me to stay home. Didn't make no sense at all to me why he told me to stay home. I don't, I, it didn't make sense at all. And in my head, when he told me to stay at home, I said, it's my cousin. And then I named who the cousin was. Like, she one of you, God. Like, she on your team. God said, stay home. I did not go. Even though I wanted to, I wanted to be there to support, I did not go. And it's, it's not even about what may have been going on at the party because I have enough self-discipline right now where I'm at in my life to where I can go to a birthday party and there could be drinking and there could be smoking and not, and I not engage. I'm enjoying my fellowship with my family or friends or whatever, socializing 
with not participating in smoking weed or not participating in taking shots. Like I, I have self-discipline now. It had nothing to do with that. But as I sat home that night and spent time in God's presence, God needed to pour into me that night. And I obeyed. I did not go. Now, I could have went because I got free will. I could have went, but I did not disobey God. I stayed home. So uh, living a life of surrender also means doing it God's way, even when it don't make sense, even when you don't understand. Go where God is leading you, regardless if you know where he's taking you. Because the majority of the time, you don't. When God tell you to make a move, you don't even know what that move, what the result of that move going to be. But that's a, that's a part of walking by faith and not by sight. Also, it's loving those that have hurt you. It's forgiving those that have hurt you. I mentioned in a previous episode of how I, Holy Spirit had revealed to me how I had forgave the man that put his hands on me. Praying for those that use you and persecute you. I had a family member that was in prison and the family member was sentenced to 27 years in prison. And the family member mentioned that it was a possibility that they could get out early. So you know what I did? I started praying and covering this family member in prayer so praying and believing God that they would get out early. They were sentenced to 27 years. And I just had enough faith to believe that if I went to God in prayer and if it was God's will, that individual would be released early. And I remember the day that the judge, the judge said in court that that individual would never see the light of day again. I remember that. And I remember as I was sitting in the courtroom, Excuse me. I remember saying to myself, that's what you say. But with God, all things are possible. I said that. I prayed. I prayed. I prayed. I prayed. I prayed and believed. And don't you know that individual got out 10 years earlier than what they were supposed to get out? They had 27 years. They got out 10 years earlier. So when it comes to my life of surrender, when it comes to my relationship with God, it's, it's unshakable. I've told God many, many times, this is what I want, but if it's not your will, I don't want it. This is what I want. But if it's not your will and I don't get it because it's not your will, I'm still going to praise you. I'm still going to worship you. I'm still going to spend time in your presence. Because at the end of the day, God, I know your will is what's best for me. Sometimes we think we know what's best for us, but we're not God. While we're in November of 2023, God is already in March of 2024. So a life of surrender for me is believing that if I take something to God and it's his will, I'll get it in due season. God will answer the prayer. It's also treating others the way I want to be treated, regardless of how they don't treat me. Now, I mentioned that I prayed for an individual to get out of prison early, and the individual did. This same individual that I covered in prayer has slandered my name, 
have said things about me that was not nice. You know what the Bible say? Touch not my anointed one and do my prophet no harm. This individual has lied on me. And you know the flesh. The flesh be wanting to clap back now. The flesh be wanting to let people know, I know what you said. I know what you've done. But living a life of surrender is being still and not doing anything but allowing God to fight your battle. Because God don't want us to respond out of the flesh. The Bible says treat others as the way we want to be treated. Now, how had I allowed the flesh to respond, then I would have treated that individual in a way that I didn't want to be treated. So the Bible said treat others the way we want to be treated. So you know what I did? I continued to cover that individual in prayer while that individual was slandering my name. I continued to cover that individual in prayer. When that individual started looking for a job, when that individual was applying for a job and going to interviews, I was praying and saying, God, if that's your will, open that door, allow them to get the job. The individual got the job. The individual have a job right now, but that's a life of surrender for me. That's what my life of surrendering to God looked like for me. It's praying for those the slander in my name is praying for those that's trying to bring me down, not even knowing who I'm covered by. Like God don't even play about me. When I say God don't play about me, I've seen some things happen to this individual and I knew you've been putting, you, you've put your name on me and you don't know who I belong to. You, you have no idea when it comes to me and my father, like he got me covered. He say vengeance is his. I don't even have to get revenge on anybody. But best believe I'm going to be a snitch and I'm going to go to God and let God know how I feel about what's, what's going to happen to me. Whoever don't offended me or whoever don't did whatever. I'm going to go to God. Not It's not that he don't already know, but I'm going to him to give him these feelings and let him know, okay, this is what I'm feeling. And I'm giving these to you. I'm going to process it, but I'm handing it over to you because I know you can take care of people far more better than what I can. So for me, that's what a life of surrender look like. It's be, it's being willing to say, okay, God, this is what I want, but you said this is not your will, so I'm not even going to pursue it. It's me sometimes not getting what I want in the moment. Now, I will say I'm at a point now where I feel like and I noticed that the closer I get to God, the more my prayer life changed. Because before, I used to pray things with the wrong motive. But now, I'm realizing, and I realize this because I be praying things, like, I be praying things that, to me, it's like, you don't even want to know the answer to that. Why is you praying that? Or... I'll be praying and covering somebody in prayer. And I notice what I'm saying in my prayer. I know it's nothing but God. The Bible says that God will give us the desires of our heart. Where the closer you get to God, you start realizing. You start changing. You start transforming. Your desires start aligning with the will of God for your life. So then you start praying the prayers of God's will for your life, if that makes sense. So I noticed like some of the things that I be praying, like I, these are not the prayers I was praying a long time ago. Like long time ago, I was praying out of a selfish motive. Long time ago, I was praying out of things that I wanted right then and there. Like, you know, I want it, I want it now. 
But now I'm starting to pay attention to the things that I am praying about when it comes to individuals in my life. And even whenever it comes to me, like I pray God transform me. I pray things about me that I wasn't praying for before. And I'm noticing like, I'm noticing I'm changed. I'm seeing this change in my life. And I realize that the closer I draw near to the heart of God, the desires that I want, they are in alignment with God's will for my life. And I told my best friend this, and I'm sure I shared it on one of my platforms. I always get what I want. And that's because I pray God's will. Even when somebody asks me to cover them in prayer and they tell me, this is, this is what I'm believing God for. I say, okay. And I go to God and I tell God, okay, this is what their prayer request is. This is what they believe in you for. But God, if it's not your will, let your will be done. And sometimes it be God's will. And sometimes it don't be God's will. Cause it, you know, I don't know what God's will is for people's life unless God reveals something to me. Now when God reveals something to me, then okay. But sometimes people come to me and sometimes I will say this. Sometimes people come to me and ask me to pray for them. And whenever they, they speak on what they want me to pray, the Holy spirit would download something into me that does not agree with what they pray, want me to pray for. And I'll tell them then I'll tell them up front, like that ain't, that's not God's will. And then I'll let them know what the Holy spirit said. There also have been a time where an individual has asked me to cover them in prayer concerning their relationship with somebody else. And I prayed for them individually, but I didn't pray for them, pray for them collectively. And the reason why I say that is because they were married, but they weren't married to each other. And I'm not getting ready to go to God, praying, asking God to bless their relationship when he married to somebody else and she married to somebody else. Because I know what the Bible say about marriage. I also know what the Bible, you know, I, I know what the word of God say about marriage. Now I'll pray for her individually and I'll pray for him individually, but I, I cannot go to God and pray. I'm not even getting ready to waste God's time. Let me just say that. I'm not getting ready to waste God's time. So if someone come to me asking me to cover them in prayer and I know it goes against something biblically, I'm not wasting God's time on it. I pray for you individually on another level, but I'm not getting ready to waste God's time on something that goes against the word of God. So a life of surrender, that's what it looks like. That's what it looked like for me. It also looked like, y'all, I cry all the time. I, I'm just, y'all, if you follow me on social media, you know, on them videos, like I am an emotional person. I even notice now that when I get in the presence of God and get, start talking to God in prayer, like I get emotional. Like God is just so, so good. Like, how can you, how can you not? just reflect back on your life. Take a moment and just reflect back on where you were compared to where you at now or the things that he's brought you through, how he's covered you in your mess, how, he, how he's kept you from losing your mind. Like it's hard not to get emotional whenever I'm talking to God. Like when I'm in, when I'm spending time, intimate time with God, it's hard not to get emotional because I know who I used to be. I know where I came from. But where I'm at now and in my transition, I pray and told, I prayed and told God the other day, I said, God, make me unrecognizable. The ones that I went to school with, the ones that I grew up with, Lord, I don't even want them to be able to recognize me. Look, whenever they see me or whenever they hear me, they have no other choice but to know that's nothing but God on her life. Like I grew up with her. I used to hang with her. We used to run and do this. We used to like, they have no other choice but to recognize the spirit of God on my life. They don't even see the, the flesh in me. They see God. I want to be so unrecognizable that they don't even recognize the flesh Lamika. They recognize the spirit of God on Lamika. So for me, that's what a surrendered life looked like when it comes to me 
being surrendered to God and being in his perfect will. I'll do another, I will do a podcast on God's permissive will and God's perfect will. And I can honestly say where I am currently at in my life right now, I am in God's perfect will. And it is so much peace, so much peace, so much peace that when things happen and I'd be quick, I'd be like, wait, the fact that you, the fact that you got this peace, like that's, that's when I realized I knew what it meant to have a peace that surpasses all understanding. Cause it don't make sense when all hell is breaking loose in your life and you got a peace, like nothing is going on. It don't make sense, but that's that peace that surpasses all understanding. And it's a good place to be. All right. So I hope this episode helped you all. I, I pray that it encouraged you. Know that I struggle though. Let me say that. Know that it's not a perfect walk. Walking with God and having a surrendered life to God is not, it's not a cakewalk. I remember last year I was in my bedroom crying because I was at home alone on Christmas, I believe both of my sons was in town, but they, I think they were spending time with the dad side of the family. I can't remember, but I remember last year in my bedroom that I was in my bedroom crying to God because I was in my home alone, just me and him, no Christmas dinners, no company over. It was just me and God. And I was crying. But then after I got finished giving him those tears and processing my feelings, I started decreeing. This will be my last Christmas where it's just me and you, God. And I started decreeing things that I was believing God for moving forward. So I don't want y'all to think it's e- it's easy to, to live a surrendered life with God because it's not. It does take discipline. It does take discipline. And I have not always been where I'm at now, but being in a perfect will of God is no better place to be. Not the permissive will, but the perfect will. And like I said, I'll do a podcast episode on those two um, soon. All right. I'm gonna close in prayer. Father God, I thank you once again for just allowing me to be able to speak to your people. I thank you Lord for them just being able, wanting to hear what you have to say through me. I thank you, Lord. I pray Lord that you cover every household that's represented that will hear this podcast. Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over their households. Father God, I pray that if there's anyone that don't know you, Lord, don't have a personal relationship with you. Father God, I pray that they would begin to draw near to you. Father God, I pray that they pray the salvation prayer because Lord, we want to spend eternity with you. I don't want any of your children to be in hell. I don't want any of your children to leave this earth and go to hell. So Lord, I pray Lord that all your children are saved. If not, Lord, I pray they pray the prayer of salvation. Lord, I pray Lord that you cover them. Lord, I pray that you strategically place individuals in their lives, Lord, that can speak into them, that can speak the word of God into them, that can cover them in prayer. The God whose son went on the cross to die for our sins, Jesus Christ. I'm realizing now that sometimes you have to let people know the God you're talking about because everybody don't serve the same God. Everybody, I'm realizing that now. But God, I ask, Lord, that you just cover every listener, Lord. I pray favor upon their lives, Lord. I pray discipline, Lord. I pray that they they develop a lifestyle of discipline when it comes to spending time with you, when it comes to spending time in your word, when it comes to trusting your voice. I pray, Lord, that your children will hear you clearer than they've ever heard you before. Most importantly, Lord, I pray you get the glory from this. Not me, not flesh, but Lord, I pray you get the glory from it. Lord, I thank you. I love you. All these things I ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen.